Hey! Hi, this is Dr. Christine. And Dr. Colin. And we are your co-hosts for the exciting new podcast called Love, Love Scrubs, Scrubs, and Stories, where we dive deep into the world of dating and relationships and go beyond the people wearing the white coats, the scrubs, and the stethoscopes. Come join us on this journey where we engage in dialogue and share stories of love, heartbreak, resilience, and triumphs. And we also navigate our professional lives with our hearts on our sleeves. Please remember to subscribe and hit the notification button to stay up to date on all future episodes. And And we we look look forward forward to seeing you inside. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Love, Scrubs, and Stories podcast. I'm your co-host, Dr. Christine Wen, And I'm your other co-host, Dr. Colin Zhu. Well, thank you for joining us today. This podcast is all about sharing stories of love, heartbreak, resilience, and so much more from the lens of healthcare professionals. And so we are very excited today to share with you another um, episode where we'd be talking about online dating and how it all started and (laughs) bring on a guest who will share with us her experience on what it was like for her. And she is an early adopter. So Colin... You know, uh, you're an online dater. Am I an online dater? Hmm. I don't know. I think I, I think dating? I think I think I'm just you know a hermit in the woods, and <laughs> I try to. If it were my choice, I wouldn't online date. It is the bane of modern, you know, <laughs> modern dating, you know, and society. But you know, you can ask me for my opinion if you sh- you know so care to. But um, yes, to answer your question, I am online dating. So yeah, and you know. I I am too. Um, and I think most people would say, you know, I think probably kind of along the lines where what you're you're saying, they don't love it, but it really is here to stay, you know, given this modern world of dating. And so so for you, like have there been, you know, was it something that was like a process for you? I would imagine when you first like dip your toes into online dating and kind of like how did you progress along the way in terms of like your feelings about it? I think my first impressions of online dating started with Tinder. And, you know, for better or worse, we all have our gripe with Tinder for those that, you know, you know, choose to indulge in it, right? And uh, suffice to say, it doesn't really bring, you know, I don't know, I don't know what's the best word to say it because it's actually, you know, online dating has been going on for some time. And it's, uh, it just... It, it doesn't, it brings all kinds of characters. Let's just say that, right? <laughs> right. And then there's all kinds of other platforms, right? You got to hit It's entertaining. Gotta... I actually find online dating pretty entertaining. I'm glad you do. I think it's an unnecessary evil for me. You have Hinge, you have Bumble, you have Match, you have eHarmony. And yeah, nowadays, you know, before it was taboo to do online dating. Okay. But now it's like almost everyone does it in some way, shape or form. And for me, my gripes are, you have to be um, aware of like, you know, bots, you know, scamming, they call them romantic scammers, right? So it's a whole nother beast. And it take it's almost like a full time job just doing online dating. So it absolutely can be. And so do you know how it all started? I was actually really curious about the history of online dating. I um, did not. So organize. yeah, so I, you know, I was like, you know, let's, let's find out because, you know, certainly, as we all know, you know, um, I developed the uh, White Coat Romance dating app. And so I was very much, you know, curious about how it all started. So it actually started all the way back in 1965, when two Harvard students developed a, a computer based matchmaking service. And what they did was they actually had 75 you know, questionnaire that they would send out and all these um, 
these love, you know, interest birds, <laughs> people who would like to sign up, you know, they would charge them like a $3 fee. So that's how much it cost back then. And they would send in the form. And by 1966, interestingly enough, it actually grew to 90,000 users who were interested. And where the, um, the big explosion came about was in 1995 when match.com became the first online dating platform. And that's interesting because that's when the internet started. So match.com was really ahead of its time. And, you know, they were like, they they don't even know what it is. And they're like, Oh, let's jump on this. You know, it's kind of like a new stock, you know, it's like, let's jump on this. And, you know, it is huge. I'm just really impressed. You know, they were that proactive. Yeah, it's really amazing. And then by 2000, when the social media scene exploded with Facebook and, you know, remember back in the days of MySpace? <laughs> and um, no. and so I did, and not, I did not do MySpace. You, <laughs> did you do a MySpace account? I, I had an account, but it didn't like, and I wasn't like active. It was one of those things where everybody started, you know, jumping on the wagon, you know, and I was like, oh, let's check out what, what this thing is, right? And online dating, you know, followed the trends like when social media became a thing so did online dating and it exploded after that and since then and here we are it's here to stay <laughs> for better or worse like i said for better or worse for better or worse and so i mean i my personal take is that you know i think it's a very powerful tool obviously it, you know it can become a full-time job and there's a lot of pain points a lot of headaches um that comes along with it but i think if you are if you can use it you know effectively then it would be a powerful tool to be able to expand your network and meet a lot of potential, you know, people that you wouldn't have otherwise met just for out sure. in the wild. Yeah, for sure. For so. sure. <laughs> what, what what was out in the wild for you, Christine? It was out in the wild. Yeah. Don't tell me a doctor's lounge. Don't tell me a doctor's lounge or a hospital cafeteria. Don't say any of that. Tell me what's the wild. Oh, man. Yeah, I know. That limits our options, right? That's where a lot of us <laughs> hang out, <laughs> where, where the free food. Well, I mean, nowadays, you don't get so much of that. But yeah, I mean, I actually really loved, like, there was a period of my life where I really loved going to these singles mixers. And mm. it was just like, you know, professional single mixers. And I just thought it was so much fun um, because one, you know, I would hang out with my my friends. And, you know, so you hang out with your current friends and then you make some new friends. And, and it was just like just a lot of fun and just being out and about. Um, and I also love like get togethers with friends again, it's like house get togethers. Like I think those are like the best ones, you know. And then, as far as, you know, mutual friends and then someone will, you know, say something. Right. Yeah. And then as far as like, you know, there's, you know, obviously there's the the club scene and the bar scene you know there's all of that like you know I kind of dabbled in that a little bit but it really wasn't like so much for me I mean you can't really have a real conversation it's really loud it's really hard what to, about in the Vietnamese culture somebody. was there a lot of setting up from your family members was there a lot of setting up from your family members so my parents did try and, and unfortunately I shut them down really quickly I felt really bad but we'll have to talk about this part on another episode. I think this will be Surely. fun. But um, well, getting back to this, I think it's about time, don't you think, to bring on our guests and kind For of sure. and hear her story and what her experience has been like. And let's get For her sure. take and recommendations. I think that would be a lot of fun. All right. So our next guest, her name is Dr. Amrudi Boran, and uh, she is a family medicine physician born and raised in Southern California. And she is a medical student and physician coach. And uh, her story is really, really great. Uh, she talks a lot about 
burnout and the transitioning from it and what she gained from it. But what's really interesting about her is, you know, she has done online dating. She met her husband eight years ago, and she's never looked back um, ever since. And when she's not practicing medicine or coaching, she loves spending time with her golden retriever. We definitely have to ask her about this. Her golden doodle and her, you know, golden husband. She loves FaceTiming uh, with her siblings and she loves sharing meals with close friends and uh, tending to her garden. So without further ado, please uh, welcome Anne Rudy. Hey! Hi, I'm Rudy. Hi. Welcome to the Love Scrubs and Stories podcast. Well, thank you for joining us. Yeah, we would. Me. Yeah, we would love to hear your stories. So I remember when you and I, you know, first um, started chatting, and you were telling me about how you were like an early online dating adopter, and I was very intrigued by this. And I said, I would love to hear your story, and the you know, and our audience would love to hear your story as well. So would you like to just kind of dive into all that and how like you know, you even decided to go that path and what your experience was? You know, my journey of online dating started back in around 2010. I was probably a third year medical student at the time. I did some of the free sites I was on. I was on MySpace. <laughs> so I'm glad you mentioned that. Um, I heard I feel they very create old. holograms in MySpace. <laughs> like there's like holograms you create. I don't know. <laughs> uh, it wasn't it wasn't the best the best idea, but I was that was like the first thing that was out there. Excuse me. And then I was on Plenty of Fish, OkCupid. I even tried a free um, healthcare professional app, but it was beta tested. It was like in the beta testing phase, so I didn't do much with it. And it was all healthcare professionals, um, not just physicians. So I am very interested in hearing more about your app. I also did the paid sites, match.com, eHarmony. And then I even tried like a millionaire matchmaker website. And <laughs> I hired a matchmaker um, kind of just for a short period of time, which didn't really pan out to anything. But I did meet my husband about eight years ago on eHarmony. Oh. So that's kind of like, the long, you know, I, I intermittently online dated for that whole time, of course, organically met people. But really, you know, I started because I was pretty young starting medical school. I was 21. And everyone in my class wow. was basically 27 or 28, had another career before me, and were in a different place in life. They were either married or, you know, in a committed relationship. And then there were people that met during the first week of orientation and started dating and, you know, never looked back. And it's kind of like college, which I thought was funny. <laughs> and I didn't want to, I've always been this person. I like to keep my personal life and my professional life separate. Mm. Um, so it just didn't appeal to me to date someone that I went to school with. So online dating seemed like the answer. And when I started paid sites match, I did match with two of my classmates. And this was a time when it really was taboo. No one was talking about it. And we all like collectively you know, told each other that we wouldn't tell anyone. And we were friends, like we weren't interested in each other romantically. So we didn't go out on a date. It was still, you know, it was just still funny that it was trash and now it's so um, widely accepted. I remember um, that. I mean, like it took me a really long time to get into the online dating scene. And even then, like it was even among my friends too, it was kind of like, hush, hush, hush. Yeah, I started online dating, you know? And, and like nowadays it was just, it's, most people are on online dating. So like for you, like wh at what point did you feel like you, you felt truly comfortable with it and kind of talking about it? Yeah, that's a very good question. I think probably 
I would say probably like a year into it. And it also depended on who I was talking to. I mean, you get a lot of judgment, especially back then, you know, I had comments like you're desperate or what's, you know, if you're so great, like what's wrong with you? Why are you still single? And I would, I would hear that dates too, (laughs) but also from like friends and other people. And, you know, are you crazy? I don't know if you've heard of the hot crazy matrix. It's really funny. <laughs> to have it. The hotter you are, apparently the crazier you are. And if you're hot and really nice and you're a unicorn, I mean, the whole thing is ridiculous. It's hilarious. And so, you know, there were friends that I just never talked to about it because in their mind, it was just like, oh, you're desperate, like a lot of judgment. I just didn't need that in my life. And then with other people, you know, who were considering it as well, I kind of talked to them about the pros and cons and how to, you know, online date safely. That used to be a big issue, probably still is. So that's that's kind of how I came about, like talking to people about it. Hey, guys, we'll be right back. And now a word from our sponsors. The Loves, Girls, and Stories podcast is a collaboration and co-production between The Chef Doc and White Coat Romance. The Chef Doc is a wellness platform that offers innovative approaches to thriving and offers a self-empowerment book, podcast series, on-demand masterclass series, as well as a brand new app. The app provides self-guided education such as food as medicine, self-care, and resilience. Coaching services are also available, whether you prefer one-on-one or group type settings. Please go now to your app store, as well as Apple as Google Play to download for free. White Coat Romance is a dating app for healthcare and health-related professionals and students in the U.S. and Canada. It's a lively space where you can find love, companionship, and build meaningful connections with like-minded professionals. If you're single, go to the App Store and Google Play to download and join our vibrant community. As we both serve these amazing communities, we also acknowledge the value of continuing education. Therefore, we're super excited to share an enticing opportunity with our listeners. Our episodes are continuing education eligible. That's right. You now have the opportunity to earn valuable credits while enjoying our content. Rest assured, the episodes will always remain free as we are committed to supporting our communities and amplifying the voices of healthcare professionals. To get a better understanding of how this works, the first three episodes are free to obtain, then the rest of the podcast episodes are at a nominal cost. So you might be asking who can earn credits? Well, physicians, nurses, nurse practitioners, physicians associates, pharmacists, dentists, as well as dietitians and dietetic technicians. If you find yourself in need of CE credits, we kindly ask you to consider directing your CE funds towards supporting our cause. Your contribution would greatly help us nurture our podcast production and continue to bring you valuable content. We are deeply grateful for your support. From all of us here at Love Scrubs and Stories Podcast, thank you so much for choosing us. And enjoy the rest of this episode. Hey guys, thanks for listening. And now back to the episode. So in terms of, you know, eHarmony, you know, if you want to share how that works, not necessarily a plug for them, but, you know, what do you think, how, how did you meeting your husband differ, you know, from all the other matches that you've, you know, received? Was it because of the quote unquote algorithm of the platform? Was it because of how he stood out in his profile? Was it something that, you know, that stood out from your profile? What do you think was the contributing factors that led you two guys to meet? Yeah. So, you know, I think as a healthcare professional, I mean, I got a lot of advice from family and friends that you are a healthcare professional, you are a physician, you are a woman, and you need to date someone who has a graduate degree and who has a salary that's equal to yours or higher to prevent any kind of 
you know, stigma, resentment. And, you know, I went on a lot of dates with a lot of people where I, I felt that, you know, um, unfortunately. So, you know, I kind of went from this is my hard, fast criteria to I just want to be with someone who's kind, you know, who can like relate to me in some way. Mm -hmm. You know, I think education is important, but um, it wasn't just it wasn't such a hard, fast rule anymore. And someone that didn't resent me for my success. I think I found a lot of times on dates I was apologizing for being successful, which now I'm ashamed of. (laughs) <laughs> but, you know, back then I didn't know um, any better. And so uh, with my husband, we had actually matched on eHarmony a year prior to matching again. So with eHarmony, when you when I first started or when him and I matched, it was all these back and forth, multiple choice questions that you send each other. So you fill out this long survey. It's like 250 questions or something. So you're, you're making a commitment. Yeah, I heard. Um, And you also learn a lot about yourself in the process, I would imagine, just by answering those questions, right? And, and it sounds to me like you um, have learned a lot about yourself during this whole process of like, you really like went out there and said, you wanted to find your person. And these were the things that are important to you. And that it sounded like it evolved as well over time as you got to know yourself better. Yeah, exactly. You do get I mean, some of the questions are so silly, but then you like, really like, oh, I never thought about that. And so when you answer all those questions, like the other person on the other side is as committed, right? They're answering all their questions. And then there's this algorithm that matches you with five people a day. And we had been sending each other back and forth, uh, multiple choice questions, and then it just stopped on his end. So I figured he met somebody or something was going on and I forgot about it. And then exactly a year later, I had decided to sign back onto eHarmony and register again. And I didn't realize that I had never muted my profile so when I got back on I had like 800 messages it was insane it was so, really popular it's a, it's a, a good, good problem, problem. Good it's problem a good problem to have yeah it's a good problem yeah that's that's awesome yes I was, I was flattered but he but because we had already been matched like he had seen like my profile update and he's like who's this person and realized that I was the same person that we I, he had talked to a year ago so oh my goodness at, at like that point wait what do you mean by updated did you like change pictures or i changed pictures <laughs> i changed pictures exactly <laughs> yes colin we should have updated pictures on online dating hey she could have been like you know i i do fly fishing you know like i'm an extreme snowboarder like she could have meant that update all right <laughs> yeah that's <laughs> I can chug like five, you know, uh, Heineken's in like five seconds. You never know. So yeah, at that point, eHarmony, you can email each other or message each other, like write messages. So he messaged me and I remembered him. And, you know, I, I'm just someone that I think just like you were saying, Colin, you get so tired of online dating. It is a full-time job. It is a commitment. And I usually wasn't giving people a second chance. But, you know, I just felt like with him and I that nothing had gone wrong. It just you know, we had never even met. So um, the things that I love about him was that he drove like two and a half hours to see me for a date. He was very consistent in his communication, like texting every day or calling every day. He took me on a date, like a very early date that I, like he did not want to go on, you know, it was a musical. Um, <laughs> he made me a CD of like Vince Crowley's Charlie Brown Christmas. And I are very like old school that like we still have CDs we did neither of us had social media for years and years. 
So there was that connection, very respectful, very honest, and just one of the smartest guys I've ever been with. He's an attorney, but just so well-rounded, just knows so much about so many things. And we wanted the same thing. I mean, he turned down a job, which he claims was because he met me. But in, in general, I think turning down that job kind of showed me that this person is looking for a, a commitment in some way, you know, whether it's with me or anybody else. Prioritizing, um, prioritizing yeah, you. That's, yeah. That's so amazing. Exactly. And, you know, he, after two months of dating, he, I didn't even know, like, this is another thing that people talk about is like, how do you know you're exclusive? And with online dating, it's very hard. And, you know, I was online dating for a, a while and I learned that people actually have to say, you know, you're my girlfriend or you're my boyfriend. That's what I learned. That was my experience. The, the uh, so-called the DTR. What is Define DTR? the relationship. Oh, yeah. Talk yeah. to DTR. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All these acronyms that have come about these days. And so did DTR. you. <laughs> yes, DTR. Define the relationship. That's really important. Sounds um, you like can't, Dance you Dance Dance Revolution. <laughs> you, can't, you can't assume, you know, especially in this age of online dating where, you know, a lot of people are maybe, you know, talking to a lot of other people or going out with other people. So did you, um, did, you went out with, you know, other dates from different online dating websites and and that what was that experience like for you and just and it allowed you to compare and kind of allow you to sort of reassess like what you're looking for yeah so I think some of the things that I learned um you know we all go through phases anybody that's you know I'm a heterosexual female always have been but anybody who's dated consistently online can relate to what I'm saying (laughs) Um, you know, I've, I've gone through all phases, like the phase of desperation where you're like going on a date every night for, you know, a week, or you're dating multiple people at the same time, because you just don't know what you want. Or, you know, you're afraid that, oh, if I don't have this person, then I'll have this person or you're catfished. I mean, the person that ghosted me taught me what ghosting was, or like inconsistent communication. Um, But I will say, like, in general, like most people that I met were very kind, very normal people. And you, ju- I just didn't have the romantic connection with them. Oh, you know? that's so amazing. Yeah, I'm so glad you had that yeah. experience. Now, I got to ask, did you get, did they use like all these medical pickup lines on you? Do you have one that you'd like to share with us? It would be fun. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I mean, there were a lot of questions and jokes about, you know, being a physician. And, you know, as I was telling you guys earlier, I'm not, I'm not like funny like that. I don't joke that way but i, <laughs> I did oh you got, i think you got to give yourself more credit <laughs> i think the funniest people say that you know they say like i'm not that funny <laughs> well i had to i had to use bard which is like the chat gpt of google um so i, I will read it yes please share with us one we thought it'd be fun we were asked all of our guests to share a medical pickup line yeah so this one was you must be my appendix because i have a gut feeling i should take you out <laughs> That's actually that's a, pretty, a, that's a, that's actually a pretty like good it. one. That's good. Yeah, that's actually that's, a pretty that's good the one. Best one I could find. Yeah, that's actually a pretty good one. So my question to you, Amruti, yeah. is: you talk a lot, you know, uh, about you know burnout. You know, we were you know doing this offline. You're a coach, right? And you talked a lot about burnout. The burnout is not really the topic of today's uh, session. But my curiosity is: is that you know. For me, uh, whenever you're dating and you're in relationships with someone, 
and the people you attract. I believe in the law of attraction, right? And our external world is a mirror to our internal world. So my question to you is that, you know, it seemed like, you know, when you were describing about burnout, your transition to coaching and all that, you know, it sounded like you did a lot of internal work. So my question to you is that how important is the internal work for yourself when attracting, you know, the opposite person into your life? Or do you feel like it's not that important? Why or why not? Yeah, that's a great question. question. And as I was thinking through, like, what would I tell someone thinking about online dating? um, All of it was really related to internal work. So the first, I I think the top three things I would say is one, you need to be honest with yourself, Uh, not just like in your profiles, but with like who you are, be proud of who you are. Because if you don't do that, if you don't like really recognize your unique qualities and love yourself, you're just going to be chasing the wrong person. And you it might never be successful or end up with the wrong person, which I also consider not being successful. So being honest with yourself is very important. I um, love that. To, I absolutely love that. Thanks for saying that. Yeah. And the, the other thing that goes along with it is, you know, there's no, or don't compare yourself to other people. Like I, you know, that's very hard to do. We do that all the time. It's a human thing. But just recognizing when you are doing that, because you have, we all have friends who, oh, I went on my first online date and I married that person. And you're just like, what? <laughs> I've been on thousands of dates. I've even met like one person, right? So you don't want to compare yourself to other people. You don't want to be pressured by other people, especially women in healthcare. We tend to date much later. Um, a lot of women want to have children. You know, don't don't feel pressured by that because you don't want to end up in the wrong relationship, whether it's marriage or long term. So just li- you know, recognizing when you're comparing yourself to other people, and then the last thing would really be you know knowing that there is no finish line. You know, this can apply to anything in your life, but this also applies to relationships. Like the finish line is not like okay, I met this person, I'm going to commit to whether it's marriage or not. Because once you're in a committed relationship, you have to do the work, right? It's a full-time job to meet somebody online, but it's also a full-time job to be in a committed relationship with somebody. So don't think that, okay, I just, I need to get to this destination and then I'm done. It doesn't work that way. So keeping those three things in mind, I think all three of those things involve mindset, internal work, and really figuring out who you are, what are you willing to compromise? There is no perfect person, right? So just being true to yourself, I think, really, if I had to pick any of those, it's really being honest with yourself. Do you feel like, you know, that internal work that you've done was a bulk of that, you know, was that before meeting your husband? Or do you feel like the internal work kind of continues as you're having a relationship, you know, with, you know, your husband now? Yeah, it's it absolutely has continued. You know, I think um, a lot of it happened before I met him because of all the people that I had met before, but it it continues because when you're in a committed relationship with someone, it's not static, right? You both are dynamic people. You're both going to grow. You know, when I was doing online dating, I was in my twenties, between twenties to thirties, and you change a lot in that time. And now I'm in the phase of thirties to forties, and you're going to change a lot during that time as well. Um, And the, I, I mean, I would hope that the goal of being in a committed relationship is that you grow as a person together um, and really learn how to communicate. So yeah, the journey continues. <laughs> I love That's it. That's so amazing. And such pearls of wisdom, Amruti. Thank you for saying all that. And I think, especially with, you know, just 
just listening to what you said and um, especially in this world of online dating where it's a very prevalent thing where where most of our professionals also meet their potential person that it's so easy to compare yourself with other people and then there's you know the paradox of choice right with online dating as well and so I think it's really important that you get to truly know yourself and be honest with yourself because that will help guide you in the right path so I, I loved everything that you said and great question Colin so I would um I would just uh, before you move on I would love to um, just comment on the fact that the internal work is important especially for us healthcare professionals who have dedicated like a decade decade and a half, you know, for our careers, specialties, subspecialties. And a lot of times if we didn't have the, you know, the break in between from like high school to college to medical school, you know, or, you know, PhD program, whatever, right. And then residency, you didn't have that time to like really like explore yourself, right. Had a chance of exploration and that period of socialization. Whereas people who didn't go to medical school during their twenties, they're, you know, they, They've done a lot of that, right? So the internal work for, you know, I think is a, a very important, you know, thing. And I'm very glad that um, I appreciate you sharing, you know, your tips. Yeah, great points. So unfortunately, our time is coming to an end as much as we would, you know, love to continue to talk more about this. And I'm, I know there's lots more that we can talk about. So we thought it'd be fun to end this episode with some rapid fire questions. It's a good opportunity to get to know you better. Would you be up for that? Sure. Okay. So the she's way- like, I don't know about this. <laughs> she's like, Oh, do I have to? <laughs> It'll be fun. We promise. So, Colin, Christine, I you want to go first, or yeah, you want I'll me to start. Go first? I'll start, and just you know, don't even think about it. Just, just answer. Okay. 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 All right. So, starting now, chocolate or flowers as a romantic gesture. Flowers. Spontaneous okay. road trips or planned vacation. Planned vacation. So, writing love notes or sending sweet text messages. Love notes. Uh, sharing the same hobbies or exploring new interests together? Exploring new interests. Okay. And for my final one, taking turns for household chores or splitting them evenly? Splitting them evenly. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> you did great. All right. So my turn is when you're going on a date night, would you rather go to a fancy restaurant or a casual picnic? Casual picnic. Breakfast in bed or um, breakfast at a favorite cafe? Uh, favorite cafe. Big spoon or little spoon? Little spoon. <laughs> <laughs> Dancing the night together at a wedding um, or singing together in a car? Dancing. Pillow talk or deep conversations during a long car ride? Deep conversations, car ride. All right. I think that's my five. Yay. Awesome. <laughs> Great Good job. job. I passed. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, well um, Amruti, thank you so much. You know, we've had a blast. You shared amazing insights. Any last words for our audience um, that has pretty much run the gamut of online dating, feeling frustrated, wanting to give up? Like, what would you share with them? Yeah. I mean, what what I would say is, you know, I just... It, it really is what it come, what I was mentioning before, which is having the right mindset. Um, really get really getting clear with what you want, who you are, and be proud of and happy. You know, be proud of who you are, happy with yourself, um, and you know, don't give up. It is work to find the right person, but it's also work to stay in a committed relationship. And I can tell you from experience that it's it's totally worth it. I Excellent. love it. I love it. Yeah, and I'm sure we'll we'll have plenty of of um 
listeners and our audience would love to um, reach out to you and love to hear more from you, uh, especially with what you said, is, which I know resonated with me and a lot of our users as well. So what's the best way to get a hold of them, uh, get a hold of you, excuse me, that, yeah, that you'd like to share, whether it's through email or social media or website? Yeah, um, you can find me on LinkedIn under my first and last name, Amruti Borad. I'm also on Facebook under the same name. Um, you can find me at my website. It's called VorsisPhysicianCoaching.com. And then I can provide you with my email. I, maybe you can put it in the, the show notes if, if people want to reach out to me. And I'm happy to, to coach you on dating too. <laughs> oh, okay. Ooh, a physician coach on dating. I like that. Not only a dating coach, but a physician too. So <laughs> yeah, happy to help. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much again. Uh, we really appreciate it. And this is what this podcast is all about. It's really about sharing, you know, enlightening and inspiring stories and at the same time be able to have practical tips, you know, for our audience. So um, you know, we really great, uh, greatly appreciate your time. So thank you so much, Amurti. Yeah, and thank you for having me. I had a lot of fun. I appreciate it. I look forward to seeing you now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, All right. You. Awesome. Christine, do you have any last words? Yeah. Well, you know, I want to yeah, thank Amriti and thank your audience for um, listening in this episode and being on this journey with us and hearing all of our stories from our guests. And we look forward to chiming with you all uh, until next time. Bye, everybody. Yeah. Guys, if you uh, you know like this, please like and subscribe. And if you feel like it was a benefit for someone else, please let them know. And until then, Goodbye to everyone. Goodbye. See you on the next episode. <laughs> hey guys, thank you so much for watching and listening to this channel. If you enjoyed this, please like, comment, and subscribe. And if you felt like this was a benefit for someone else, please let them know as well. As a reminder, this channel does not offer medical advice. All opinions expressed are ours and our guests only. It is for general informational purposes only and does not replace professional healthcare services. Please consult your own healthcare provider for any medical issues you may have. Until the next episode, whether you're in and out of your scrubs, please remember to love yourself and others and leave with kindness. Bye. Bye.